You're listening to the Morning Joe Ranch Show. I dig deep, embrace yourself, and enjoy the Wild Ride podcast. Topics of politics, climate, economics, life, and the pursuit to complain about everything. Hello, hello. Um, I'm going to start off on a positive note. And then it's just gonna, it's just gonna go downhill from there. So if you don't want to hear it, totally understandable. Uh, my positive thing, um, for those of my uh, fans and friends of uh, '80s, this playlist called All Out '80s, um, I've been jamming to it the last few days, and let me tell you, it is beautiful. There are so many good songs on here. We didn't start the fire. Um, God, there's just shit tons. Uh, there's Tom Petty. There's, oh, where's the other ones that I was looking at? Um, Billy Idol. I love Billy Idol. Um, Duran Duran, which they're on my bucket list. I have been dying. I'm not Duran Duran. I'm sorry. Uh, Depeche Mode. They are, which Duran Duran is good too, but Depeche Mode has been on my, my bucket list for years, years and stupid COVID. Um, I'll probably never see them because I don't even know if they'll fucking come to America anymore. Um, I love Depeche Mode though. They're like one of my favorite, favorite bands. Um, there's so many good ones. Bangkok, Oriental City. That one's on here. Um... Oh, the the clash. Uh, should I stay or should I go? I, which Stranger Things had that in there, but God, that is such a great song. Um, and as a drummer, there's just Phil Collins is. I mean, every drummer's one of you know Phil Collins is one of every drummer's favorite drummers. Jesus, he's just his songwriting, everything. He's just phenomenal. Um, the, anyway, the, I'm going off on a tangent here. All Out 80s is the name of the playlist. I highly recommend it. It is fantastic. There is so many good things on here. The Police. Again, Stuart Copeland as a drummer. God, I love that guy. He is fantastic. So check it out. There's some really good stuff on here. And I don't own the playlist. I don't own the playlist. So that just goes to show you. Another great band on there. Tears for Fears. God, they have one of the best songs ever written with um, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. And... Um, talking about that, I'm going to now go into my shit storm. You know, I'm okay. So this whole COVID thing, everything going on now, I'm not really trying to get too political. I might get a little political in this, but it's not like political as in like, I, I don't know. I'm just going to go into it. So this is the thing living in America it's like it's like watching a greasy turd circle the drain. You have to worry that it's going to latch onto the bowl and create a shit smear all the way down until it's gone. That, to me, sums up America in a nutshell. And this is against both conservatives and liberals and Republicans and Democrats because it's all a shit show. Um, Tulsi Gabbard, who, I, like, again, there are certain people on both sides that I think are really good politicians. And in terms of that, I don't agree with everything they say, but I do agree with some, like a lot of the stuff. And I guess I would, like, I thought about it the other day. How would I define myself as a political person? 
And I would say I'm a libertarian liberal or a libertarian progressive is what I what I thought of because I'm a libertarian progressive, not liberal, but progressive. And Tulsi Gabbard is one person that on the on the on the Democratic side that I really like a lot. Um, I do like Bernie Sanders quite a bit. I don't agree with everything he says, but I do think he is one of those that speaks out for the young, the, the, the working class, the middle class a lot. And while I do think that socialism is bad, there are certain types of socialism things that I'm like, we do need them. I mean, we are a safety net. We do have to have those. Um, and then I do like some of Dan Crenshaw on the right. I think he's another young voice that's like, as a Republican Party candidate that like tries to work with both sides. Now, I don't agree with everything any of these people say, but those are three people to me that are like good, like as in like, I know that their heart's in the right place and I admire them and I and I like kind of get where they're coming from. And as much as I don't like Mitt Romney because uh, he's a rich asshole, I do think he is one of the outspoken on the right that is like speaking some sense and like showing that like he he understands that if you fuck over the middle class and the working class, you're not going to have your uber wealthy assholes like he realizes that he's going to be part of because he's not uber uber. I mean, he's fucking filthy rich, but he's not one of the like Bezos's of the world Um, anyway. So this whole vote with this COVID, um, this whole COVID stimulus bill is such a fucking joke. Tulsi Gabbard came out and said something. I'll include the YouTube video because um, I totally agree with her. So she she did a video. It was a two minute video. And she basically said that she didn't vote for the stimulus. She, she voted against the spending bill. And and I, and I I'm going to say this. Watching fucking Pelosi and McConnell get their stupid fucking vaccination shots. Now, this is not, I don't care that I don't have a vaccination shot. Why the fuck are those two asshole clowns getting their fucking vaccination shots and not giving them to healthcare workers? That's the fucking joke of this whole thing that sets me off is why are those two dipshits getting it? And if they're elderly and then they should be the fuck out of office Fuck that shit. Those two assholes should not be getting shit. Okay, I sorry if I yelled, but I had to get that off my chest. So, Tulsi Gabbard said she voted against the spending bill. I'm just going to give a quick, brief quote and sum up of it. And I agree wholeheartedly with her. She basically said, um, this is part of it. The bill dished out hundreds of billions of dollars going towards special interests, going towards the military industrial complex, going towards foreign countries. Meanwhile, saying, here's what's left for you. You get $600. It's an insult and a slap in the face to every single American in this country who's struggling. Amen. Preach it. She also said that they basically passed this bill. It's a 5,000 page document. She said they passed it. They, they like basically wrote it yesterday, passed it, and they want them to vote on it within like five hours. And she's like, there is no way to feasibly read 5,000 pages of this. And she's like, so I voted against it. Why would we want anybody to pass a bill like this in Congress without, and like, when you look at the underlying shit that's in it, it is fucking corruption at its core. Fucking corruption. 
And it's disgusting that Americans think that this is okay. And this is why there needs to be pitchforks and fucking knives in the street. You, you need to put McConnell and Pelosi's head on a fucking pike. And it's like, seriously, those two assholes alone are like, forget fucking Lindsey Graham and Chuck Schumer. Those two pieces of fucking shit have been in office for way too fucking long. And they hold everybody fucking hostage. There are millions upon millions of people struggling. And I'm fortunate I was able to save up quite a bit of money to, to be unemployed for a little while. Now, that's running out. But for the people that are struggling who don't make enough money, man, this is bullshit. This is a real fucking slap in the face. And the fact that nobody's pissed off about this, whatever, it just makes me fucking laugh. It just shows this that, that like if you have money, you just don't care. It's not you, so it's not the problem. This is where it's so divided in America that it. I, I'm like, I don't even give a fuck if you're Republican or Democrat. There's people fucking hurting. When our food lines are out the fucking mile long, that is unheard of. When there's 800,000 new fucking unemployment claims every week, those are new ones. We're at well over 37%. I have fucking proven it on this podcast multiple times with the, with the um, BLS uh, actual Bureau, Bureau of Labor and Statistics. I have proven it over and over again. And people still dig their fucking heads in the sand thinking it's not real. We, as a country, are fucked royally. And it's not even COVID. COVID is fucked up in itself. I'll go off on that too. This is probably going to be a longer podcast because I'm just so fucking fed up with it. Um, but Tulsi Gabbard's exactly right. I'm glad she didn't fucking vote for it. I don't want $600 just because you think that's to su- that's not going to do shit. They give you $1,200 in nine months and then they dangle a fucking $600 check in front of us. Fuck you. Fuck you. And they give it all to special interests and corporations because fucking trickle-down economics really fucking worked, people. Um, I'm going to keep going off on my fucking tangent because you know what? I've been through a fucking lot these last few weeks and I don't give a fuck. And if you don't want to hear this shit, turn it the fuck off. I'm a doomsdayer right now and I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to kill myself or anything, but I'm fucking tired of the the sugarcoating of shit. Here's another one. Uh, This is from Newsweek. Uh, what was that? 35% of Americans could lose their homes in the next two months, census report says. Let me just read a little bit of this fucking article. Over one third of American adults could face eviction or home foreclosures amid the COVID-19 pandemic during the next two months, according to new data from a U.S. Census Bureau survey. The latest data from the Census Bureau's House, uh, Houseland Pulse survey, taken between November 25th and December 7th, found that 35.3% of U.S. adults are living in households not current on rent or mortgage where eviction or foreclosure in the next two months is either very likely or somewhat likely. Yeah, no shit. I have a lot of friends, some of my family, that are facing this shit. So if you're telling me this is bullshit, nah. I know quite a few people who are on uh, the 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 for the you know the forgiveness plan right now. This is the fucking joke of it. What they're going to do? So they for they forgave you for this short time span. Then they're gonna make you pay up now. Oh, cause COVID's over. The pandemic's over. Didn't you fucking hear? Unemployment's back. 
I mean, can you hint at my sarcasm? I mean, this is such bullshit. And this isn't to say that that rent uh, that landlords shouldn't get their money. Like this is again, this is the fucking grayscale. This is where I'm a libertarian progressive. Let me tell you how. You chose to take a rental property out with a fucking huge 30-year mortgage loan with barely any money down. Now, people can leave your fucking rental property. You chose to get that rental property. That's called free market. You have every right to it. Now, those people that are living in your in your rental, they lost their job because they didn't because they shut down everything. Whether that was a good call or not, who the fuck knows? Now, to the people that overspent with a mortgage, there's, I mean, you chose to get the fucking loan. This is where you got to call a spade a spade. If you choose to get a fucking mortgage that's way more than what you can pay for it, and you fucking know it, that is on you. Free market. I am not for people losing their homes because of the pandemic. The whole system is fucked up. They shouldn't have given landlords fucking mortgages where they take four fucking mortgages out on different rental properties. This is the problem with capitalism. And this isn't even fucking capitalism. These people don't have actual capital. You can leverage your fucking mortgage, whatever whatever value your house is at. So my house, hypothetically, I could potentially get, I don't know, $200,000 for my house. I don't even know. I haven't looked it up. So it could be something less than that or more than that. So let's just say in my $200,000 house, I have $100,000 that I that is paid off or that's my quote unquote value in the home. Now I can leverage that. I can take out a loan and get another fucking house with that mortgage, with that, with that, um, appreciation or appraisal of the, of my property. Now, if my property goes down in value like 2008 did and it hits the shitter, I am fucked for that money still. So this is where the whole system is fucked up. Why are you giving people fucking mortgages on, on debt that's not like it's all fucking debt based? We all know this already. I'm not going to go into a fucking economics thing for you. If you don't know that yet, then I don't know where you've been living under a rock or whatever. But this is exactly what rich assholes do. Robert Kiyosaki talks about this. The rich don't have fucking money. They have wealth. And it's all fucking investments. Anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent. This whole thing, though, 35.3% of adults are... It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of fucking when. Because you have two delusional things happening here. The politicians who live in a whole different fucking universe than all of us, all of them, some of them, like I pointed out, have some jurisdiction of understanding us. But a lot of them are, uh, most of them are fucking uber wealthy millionaires. They have no recollection of what it's like living a world class, living in a um, working class type environment. Living paycheck to fucking paycheck. Fuck these people. And they're not going to, and they're going to dangle a $600 fucking check for people. Fuck off. Fuck you. All of you. Not you, but the politicians. So when Tulsi Gabbard said she didn't vote for it because of that, because they rushed it fucking through. Now, let me tell you, they had fucking months to do this. 
Now all of a sudden there's a fucking rush? You know, and speaking of COVID, I can't stand. I live in Tennessee. We're one of the fucking worst states when it comes to COVID. I don't give a shit if you don't wear a mask. I don't give a shit if you do. My fucking problem is the people that act like this thing's not real. I had COVID for, I still have uh, symptoms of it too. Not sim- I don't know what you call it, but I have still things lingering. I have congestion still in my fucking sinuses. I get headaches daily. My throat fucking hurts when I wake up. I've been drinking the shit out of emergencies. And for those of you that don't know who I am or what I look like, I'm a pretty fucking healthy person. I don't really eat a lot of bad shit. I'm thin. I take care of myself. I work out a lot. I am the healthy person. I got COVID because somebody in my life had to go in and out of the emergency room because of a terminal illness they have. So my my intermediate group of people, which I've been fucking quarantined for nine fucking months right now, which if you can't tell, I'm pretty pissed off about the whole situation. To the people that are acting like this thing's not fucking real. I have it. I did have it. My daughter fucking had it. The person that's really sick in my life got it. Other people that she has to interact with got it. Now, granted, we're all okay. We're still suffering, though, from certain minor things. My daughter's the only one that fully, fully kind of recovered already. Now, I'm not saying it killed me. I don't know the fucking long-term effects of this shit. That's the main reason why I didn't want to fucking get it. Now, the vaccine, I don't know. I don't know enough about a fucking vaccine. I'm not a medical person. I do know that people that are in medicine and that are medical people in my life have told me this thing is real. Don't fuck around. Try not to get it. You know, mostly, it it hopefully won't do any damage long term, but they don't know. Now, those are fucking medical people. Would I take their advice on handyman shit? Hell the fuck no. Just like I wouldn't take a YouTube financial guy's advice on how I should live my life with fucking COVID. I'm going to listen to my doctors, which I did. And my doctor said, when I took the test, isolate, quarantine yourself. We don't know the long-term effects. Hopefully you'll be okay. You're super healthy. If you start to feel shortness of breaths and stuff like that's the other thing. I work out a lot. I'm starting to notice that I'm getting a little bit winded. More and more. And it's not because I'm fucking lazy, let me tell you. And this isn't a fucking scare tactic. It pisses me the fuck off to hear people acting like medical personnel are are, are not telling the truth. The media, I don't fucking agree with them. But that's where cognitive, like, you have to think for yourself. You have to go to the right places to look. And you don't look for the opinion pieces. You look for the fucking facts. And this isn't a liberal versus conservative thing. But this whole COVID thing is bullshit. And why I brought up Tennessee, our fucking medical system is so overbeared like, by fucking cases right now. They, and, and it's just insanity that people are like, well, they got to open back up. Well, motherfuckers, if you don't wear masks, what do you expect to happen? So we just, fl- and then you're pissed off that the fucking medical system can't handle you when you got to come in for a broken fucking arm. And the ER is overrun with fucking COVID people. But you're pissed off about it. Well, what's the situation? 
So either wear a fucking mask, open up the fucking place, let people go back to whatever you want to call fucking normal, which I'm going to get into that in a fucking minute, which is not even fucking normal. Normal sucked. Or we just let it run rampant, people just fucking dying from it. Oh, because they're fudging the numbers. That was another thing. Alex Jones is a piece of shit. Sure, we can all nitpick the shit that we want to make it sound better. It was already proven that the John Hopkins thing that that guy called out, he was a fucking economics major or whatever doing the speech. And he and he used falsified uh, wrong data. And they said that deaths are actually up now. I don't know what the current what, what it is currently, but they said like five five months ago when they did the whole John Hopkins thing, it was at 20% deaths were up. So the COVID deaths were a legit thing. But, you know, I digress because, I, you know, I'm not a medical personnel, but the people in my life that are medical that know all that shit, I don't trust them with financial advice, but I trust them with medical advice. Why the fuck would you take my advice on financial shit? I mean, I would tell you to invest in crypto. Am I right? Who the fuck knows? Cognitively think for yourself. I will tell you that I'm investing in crypto, but that's my choice. I don't believe in the fucking dollar. That's from things personally that I had happen to me. I invest in gold and silver. That's just because I choose to do that. Because I listen to super smart financial people. I don't listen to them for fucking medical advice or why we should open up the fucking coat. That's for medical people to to figure that out, to let us know what the fuck we need to do because they know how it works, how the human body works. Anyway, my next gripe, that I now include this article in there so you guys can see with the 35%. Um, this is <laughs> this, this is the icing on the cake for me. Okay, it's, this is another news article. We were shocked. Rand study. So Rand is um, Rand Research. It's Rand Rand Corporation is American nonprofit global policy think tank created in 1948, and it offers research and analysis to um, the United States Armed Forces. Uh, it's financed by the U.S. government, private endowment, corporations, universities, and private individuals. So it's like NPR. It's like PBS. Like it's funded. It's partially governmentally funded, but also has. Um, Um, not investors, but people who support it by donating. All right. So this is fucked up. (laughs) And this is exactly my point of why this system, the normal that we fucking talk about sucks fucking balls. Normal was never fucking good. The headline, we were shocked. Rand study uncovers massive income shift to the top 1%. The medium worker should be making as much as $102,000 annually. If some $2.5 trillion wasn't being reverse distributed every year away from the working class. This study goes back to the 1970s. I'm just going to read some of this. And I highly fucking recommend everybody reading this. Seriously. If you're fucking delusional and think that the normal from normal 2021 is coming back, you're full of shit. And this is why the median worker should be making as much as $102,000 annually. Um, Just how far has the working class been left behind the winner-take-all economy? A new analysis by the Rand Corporation examines what rising inequality has cost Americans and lost income, and the results are stunning. 
A full-time worker whose taxable income is at the median, with half the population making more and half making less, now pulls in about $50,000 a year. Yet, had the fruits of the nation's economic output been shared over the past 45 years, that's older than I am, I'm 39, uh, 45 years as broadly as they were from the end of World War II until the early 1970s, the worker would instead be making $92,000 to $102,000 a year. That exact figures, the exact figures were slightly depending on how inflation is calculated. <gasps> inflation, you can't speak of that word. The findings which land amid a global pandemic help to illuminate the paradoxes of an economy. Oops, I lost my place. Uh, uh, where did it go? Of an economy which so-called essential workers are struggling to make ends meet while the rich keep getting richer. But I'm but I'm a liberal. I'm I'm a I'm a libtard. No. I believe in in America if we're a free market and if we're capitalism, why the fuck are we bailing out these major fucking corporations with stimulus checks? I mean, shouldn't they have buckled up their bootstraps and saved just like I had to do on a shitty salary? I mean, come on. Which by the way, when I was employed, I never made over $50,000 a year. In fact, I don't think I ever made over $45,000 a year. And I was in multimedia arts, graphic design, video production. And not that I deserve to make $102,000, but with inflation, I probably should have been up to about seventy dollars or $80,000 a year. Just like everybody else, the minimum wage would have been at $15 to $20 an hour by now had we kept up with it the last 25 years. But again, your Nancy Pelosi's and Mitch McConnell's and Chuck Schumer's and, and Lindsey Graham's that have been in office for decades, they decided not to push minimum wage up and keep it at $750 an hour. And that's why we're seeing everybody fucking struggling. That's both sides of the problem, by the way. Republicans and Democrats. So let me keep reading. I'm not, and I'm not trying to call people, like, listen, I'm just as big of an asshole as everybody else. But the difference is, is that like, open up your fucking eyes. This isn't a political game. These are people's fucking lives in America. If we really give a shit about each other, what the fuck are we doing? Not helping out each other? Give me a break. And charity? Yeah, charity's strung really, really fucking thin right now. But but Bezos keep, needs to keep making trillions. We need to keep getting, you know, yeah, you, you know, whatever. Um, we were shocked by the numbers, says Nikki Hauner. A venture capitalist who came up with the idea for the research along with David Rolfe, founder of Local 755 of the Service Employees International Union. <gasps> you can't say union. No, no, no. That's socialism. But in the 1970s, when everybody was prospering with their fucking um, wages. Oh, no, you can't say that. That's a socialism platform. Terrible. Yeah, but you would have had better wages now. And the corporations would have still been making fucking profits. Now, I'm I am going to say this too our fucking uh climate we aren't going to be here for 10 more 10 more years we're going to be fucked so even with all this unlimited growth capitalism believes in it doesn't work you're depleting and destroying everything on this planet good luck having fresh drinking water um i'm going to read a little bit more here there's a chart on here Ah, income distribution for full year, full time, prime aged workers in 2018 dollars. So now this chart has, so your your uh, your columns 
going down is 1975, 1979, 1989, 2000, 2007, 2018, and then counterfactual. Yeah, counterfactual. Then you have going going down in your... uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I have it the wrong way. In your rows, that was your rows. And in your columns, you have uh, 25%, median, 75 90%, 95%, 99%, top 1%. That's your mean. Okay, so just to give you an idea, <laughs> this, this is how much the bottom 25% changed from 1975 to 2018. In 1975, the 25% lowest lowest income was $28,000. In two in 2018, $33,000. $5,000 it went up from 1975 to 2018. You're telling me, you're shitting me. It went up $5,000. How many years is that? So 75 to 95 is 20, 2005 is 30. 2015, 40. So in 43 years, the low wage 25% of the bottom feeders of the society, it went up $5,000. Fuck you. Fuck you. Let me see. 75% of the working class in 1975 went up to, oh wait, I missed it. The median. So the median would be where I fall into. The median was 1975, $42,000 a year. This is fucking great. In 2018, it went up $8,000 to $50,000. 43 fucking years. And it raised up $8,000. Fuck you. I'm saying that to the politicians. Fuck you. Oh, I forgot to put what it actually should be at. So the bottom 25% should actually be at $61,000 a year. Right now in 2020. What technically the median should be at is $92,000 a year. Now, just so you understand this, let's go to... Let's go to what uh, what doctors and lawyers make. So the 90th percentile. In 1975, it was $77,000. In 2018, it was $133,000. So they went up about almost $70,000, $60,000. So where they should be at is $168,000. So you see that it's adjusted to where I might be making around eighty dollars to $90,000, but I'm not making what an attorney or what a doctor or whatever he was making. So I'm going to give one more. The, 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 oh, this is fucking awesome. So the 99% or the 90, I'm sorry, the 99th percentile. They were making 257000 in 1975. In 2018, they were making $761,000. What they would be making, had it actually been adjusted, would be $560,000. So do you see how they're getting higher, more money, for, for, but they're giving us less? 
But see, we'd be making more, and they'd still be making a shit ton. They'd be making $200,000 less than what they're making. Meanwhile, all, all the all the 25 percenters underneath would just be making $30,000 more than they're making right now. Oh, God. God forbid. Those poor people are taking everything. Give me a fucking break. Get a clue. Everybody votes against their own fucking best interests. It's so stupid. Um, workers, I'm going to read a little bit more. Workers in the 75... 75th percentile would be 126,000 instead of 81,000. Remarkably, even those in the 90th percentile would be better off than they are in economic growth had been shared as it was in the post-war era. Can't speak about that. The 1940s to the 1970s were prospering. Yeah, for a reason. Tally it all up, according to Rand, and the bottom 90% of American workers would be bringing home an additional $2.5 trillion in additional income if economic gains were as equitably divided as they've been in the past. Leading, uh, where, oh, I keep losing my spot. Leading Rolf to dub the phenomenon the $2.5 trillion theft. From the standpoint of people who have worked hard and played by the rules and yet are participating far less in economic growth than the Americans did generations ago, he says, whether you call it reverse distribution or theft, it demands to be called something. The RAND data also makes clear who the winners from inequality are, those in the top 1%. Of course, they'd been in a less advantageous position if the economic pie had been divided up since the mid-1970s like it was previously. If they were the case, RAND says yearly income for the average 1% would fall from $1.2 million to $549,000. Um, just so you're all aware of it, Nixon took us off the gold standard, which is why we led to this point. And again, this isn't just conspiracy theory. This is actually what happened. We went off the fucking gold standard so that they basically could just print the shit out of everything. They could print the shit out of the dollar and guess who they're giving it to? The wealthy, like they're doing with these stimulus bills. But you people don't care. You just don't care. Because you have too much shit on your plate and you just can't worry about it. That's right. Let's kick it. To, let's kick that can. Let's not care about it until it happens to you because it's coming for you. It might not be next year. It might not be tomorrow. It may not be in a month. It may not be in five years, but eventually it will be to you. I guarantee you it would probably be, but you'll probably feel it within the next two years. There's no way they can sustain this without giving. There's going to be mass homelessness. Mass homelessness. And, the, and with the, the healthcare system over flooding, that's why I said COVID's not the problem. It's not even COVID. The system we have in place is fucked up. And the people who are in charge of it are fucked up. They're, they're all narcissists. It wasn't Trump. It's all of them. You know, I had a discussion with one of my good friends the other day. And we talked about it. And um, it's the same thing. We, we just said it's like Trump's, Trump's just a symptom. It's not anything to do with, you know, he, he, he was supposed to clean the swamp. He cleaned it out. Biden's bringing them all in. But he just replaced, Trump just replaced them all with his crony, his crony asshole uh, corporatist pieces of shit. He just brought in corrupt people. So, you know, I don't know. I really went off on a tangent, but I just, it's, it's like I said in the fucking beginning. This thing we're watching is a greasy turd circling the drain. And you have to worry what's gonna, that it's going to latch onto the bowl and create a shit smear all the way down until it's gone. And the only way it's going to be gone is when we as Americans and humans, we're just not going to be able to survive anymore because corporations educate stupid people and YouTube talking heads 
who, instead of giving professional advice on the one thing they're good at, and they're not medical people, we listen to financial people give us fucking medical advice. We listen to, uh, you know, stupid commentators like myself, you know, and, but I'm not sitting here telling you what you should or shouldn't be doing. I'm simply pointing out that the system's fucked up and why you should be mad. I'm not sitting here telling you, you should wear a mask, leave it for the medical professionals to tell us what the fuck to do with that. When there's financial smart people, let's let them tell us, uh, who's that lady? I don't know her name off the, uh, somebody, uh, what's her fuck? She was the fed reserve, um, booth. I can't remember her name now. Dorothy booth. I don't know. She's very smart. She's extremely smart financially. Knows a shit ton of stuff. Again, I wouldn't take her medical advice, but she's extremely smart financially. She's calling it out. And so far, she's been right about all the financial stuff going on. COVID covered up what happened with the bubbles, and they're all going to start bursting. And they wanted the pandemic to be this, to, to, to blame it on the pandemic. See, McConnell and Pelosi don't want you blaming them. Although they're the ones that have been in office for decades, leading this charge of all the shittiness we're going through. I went off on a long tangent. I think it's probably been shit. Oh, Jesus, almost 40 minutes. My God. Um, Anyway, I didn't mean to scream your ears off. I love you all. It's not any shot towards any of you. If you don't agree with me, it's fine. I'm going to leave these articles below in the show show notes. Um, And... You know, 2020 could suck a dick. And guess what? 2021, it's not going back to normal, in my opinion. This is just going to get worse. And until people start realizing that, you're, you're in for a rude awakening. And it's not me being, I might be a doomsdayer, but it's not because I wish ill will on anybody. It's just, just be prepared. Like, seriously. It's the only way you could do it. And that's why I don't give a shit if you're Republican or, or Democrat. I don't give a shit. I think cognitive thinking, I think thinking for yourself is very important. And I think in like, if you don't know enough about it, then just shut up, just shut up and quit spewing bullshit, Alex Jones. I'm just saying, all right. Anyway, I hope you, I don't know if I'll do a Christmas. I don't know. Anyway, I hope you all have a good one. This week's podcast was brought to you by Connect Go Internet Inc., Bringing your business to the future, connectgo.com.